let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but running out. Nobody... Uh, good morning. Morning, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is a this is a good one because it's a nutrition podcast. We'll bring Gwen on in a second. She's sitting there patiently trying to figure out if she's done all the right things. You're good. We You're like good. to make them. <laughs> we like to make them sweat a little bit. Technology but, can be a hurdle. Um, Jamie Lee and I yeah, talked about we've the, learned that one. The amount of research that we do before these podcasts on our guests and what they do, what we've watched, what we've seen. We're not Ronna Patrick. Um, Huberman or Peter Adia. We learn the first names of our guests. We kind of have a pretty good idea what they want to talk about, and then we go from there and mix. Get to know you here. Yeah, we get to know you here. It's good <laughs> for our audience. I'm willing. Uh, I'm willing to go down that rabbit hole with you guys, so we'll get to know each other. Yeah. And as yeah. long as I'm not compared to Atia, Rhonda, <laughs> or Huberman, we're going to be just fine. Yeah, it's a good move. Go and go. Go and go ahead and talk. Let me see if we can. All right, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're muted. Try it again. Oh. No, there, there we go. go. Don't mute. Okay. Don't, don't touch anything. Yeah, you're you're solid. No, you're not solid yet. But no. Yeah. T- why don't you Why don't you talk a little bit, Gwen? Tell us what. All right. Uh, yeah. No, no, a have, little more. Like I, I need my to... fancy microphone. Let me know if it's working. Okay, but just make sure it's cl- you're closer to it. I'm gonna turn okay. it. Okay. Yeah, Is because, that better? Yeah. Either you get move closer, move your microphone closer to you. Yeah, because it, it. So there, when there's distance between you and the mic, so if you hear back here. It it just doesn't sound as good, and so then we have to turn it up, and then it kind of found, sounds funky. Well, I don't want that. Oh, there we go. That's much, That's way better. Okay, awesome. All right, good. So uh, for our audience, uh, Bruce, thanks for joining us this morning. We get we get a, we'll get a few listeners that'll pop in and out um, this morning, and then we get the biggest amount of our views afterwards. People people watch it afterwards they listen to the podcast we put it up on apple and spotify so people can watch it. but this is a nutrition episode which i'm kind of excited to talk about um i'm somewhat passionate about the subject but i'm not necessarily eager to tackle it myself the (laughs) the whole idea of nutrition it's hard yes it's very hard and so we have two people from diablo that um are essentially way more experienced at well way more knowledgeable and then and then also way more experienced at working with clients to help them tackle their nutrition challenges that they have. And uh, one is uh, Jason Daler and Jason's a director of product at Stronger U and Stronger U is um, an interesting company. Uh, they were kind of a pain in my ass <laughs> early on. Good start. It was like 2015. 16, 17, that's right. 18 time frame. Yeah. 2015, Mike yeah. Dola, the yeah. founder of Stronger You. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it took off. It's a, so it's one of the, it's one, of, I don't know if it's one of the first, but it's, it's certainly within the CrossFit world, one of the biggest guess, yeah. online uh, nutrition coaching programs out there. And it caught like wildfire within our gym. And everybody was telling me, hey, we, we do Stronger You, do Stronger You. Meanwhile, I had a nutrition coach or two that were trying to make a, make a living and stronger you was killing it and they had and they created a facebook group that um that grew wildly fast and became a very supportive environment to make changes and then on top of it to make it more annoying so i had all my members doing this and they weren't using our nutrition coach i couldn't figure out why 
and I and, and I didn't have a very good perspective then. I'm way more enlightened now. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a learning experience for me as an affiliate owner, and that's kind of what I want to share today and talk to everybody about today. Because Gwen Holton is also um, a member, a friend, um, an athlete, and a nutrition coach who does outsource, uh, who provides nutrition coaching for her clients. Um, some of them here, and some of them in Chicago, and she does it remotely as well. Um, but but I, I I had my own kind of epiphany about all of this. Uh, mostly when I was in the car, trapped in a car, coming back from a Spartan race with uh, someone who is a Stronger You client. And she's, uh, I'll tell her, her name's Carolyn Saputo, and she's very blunt, very direct. Everybody knows her. Carolyn is very, very direct. And she had dramatic changes. But everybody, there had a number of people that had really dramatic changes mm-hmm. um, in their lives um, where they lost, you know, over 100 pounds. You remember had, um, David... Uh, uh, what's his last name? I can't remember. Anyway, football player, former football player, and then uh, came into the program. He had big changes, but the, but a bunch of them did. We, um, had, we had one that I worked in tandem with that lost 150 pounds. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's it really was remarkable, and I and I was struggling to understand why this was happening. So then I thought, well, it's the macros. They're it's, they're, they're they're doing macros, and that's why. And uh, and then I then I realized that. It's, it's a lot more than that. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And then why specifically that I think affiliates should outsource their, I personally feel that affiliates should outsource their nutrition um, or at least have that option available. We could Diablo, let me just give everybody a real, real quick picture. We have a, a cool relationship with Jason Falcon at Falcon Nutrition and he's former Stronger You coach. Um, and he, uh, we've, we've sent clients there. That's our primary. If you go to our website, that's the primary thing that pops up. We also have two in-house coaches now that are precision nutrition coaches, uh, Corey Mendoza and Austin Brown. And both of them went through the pro- program and they each have a, a, a few clients and they're going through that process, kind of a learning process with their mm-hmm. clients. They both clearly understand nutrition and they have struggled with it, um, themselves in the past which makes them great nutrition coaches because they can relate. Right. Yes. Um, and I allow them to do that now. And I'll, and we can get into a little bit later, a little bit later. I want to get into like how we price and how we do all that because it's important. But most importantly is that I, my big epiphany was realizing that if clients have a, um, a nutrition challenge in their life, and by that, I mean, they're, they want to lose weight. They want to, or even they want to gain weight for competition, get stronger for competition. They need a nutrition coach. When they make, if they have success with whatever they're doing, they will associate that a lot of that success with being at Diablo CrossFit and within our community. And especially if there's others that are joining them in that journey. Um, and then other people that they see outside their life. So if good Jamie says, you know, he's got someone that he's working with that was getting coached through stronger. You lost 150 pounds. When mm-hmm. people see that person, they think, and you know, her, her friends, family, everybody else, what do you do? Well, I got nutrition coaching and I go to Diablo CrossFit. Yep. And the healthier and more weight a client lose, the more likely they are to keep coming here. So it's like, it's a win-win for an affiliate owner to, for their clients to have, Success and success with nutrition coaching. Anyway, I'm doing the majority of the talking. I apologize. No, you set up a uh, a whole bunch of threads that'll be really fun to pull <laughs> yeah. during this podcast. So yeah. there's there's the business of nutrition, there's the relationship component of nutrition, and there's how do you fit it into 
extending value as an owner. And this is a, a topic we talk about all the time. So I'm excited. How big is new, uh, Stronger You in terms of, say, client, total clients served? Um, would you guesstimate how many total clients have you has stronger you served over the 10 years that it's been around? Yeah, that's a great question. So maybe what I'll do, do you mind if I do a quick parachute in like three seconds on who I am and I'll yeah, get right into this? Oh, yeah, why don't you tell people yeah, who yeah, you yeah, are yeah. other than a member of Diablo? I am a, a proud, <laughs> a proud member of Diablo and I'll, 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 I'll spare the, uh, kissing both your asses for creating a great community. <laughs> Don't uh, do that. <laughs> but uh, know that it's a great place. And, and I felt I recently moved to the Bay Area from Minneapolis and Diablo has become kind of the, the, the main source of community for me. And it was the only Christmas party that I went to this year was the Diablo <laughs> CrossFit awesome. Christmas wow. party. <laughs> it's a good one. December, so, December 16th, by the way, for our members. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, every time I, I, I get a chance to, to talk about Stronger You or introduce myself, I always start by introducing myself as my mom is a costume designer and my dad is an accountant. So I'm somewhere in between creativity and business. And that's also my approach to nutrition. Uh, thank goodness we have Gwen here to talk about if we get into anything related to the science of nutrition, because that is far outside of where I'm useful. Uh, and you can rely on her expertise to actually tell you about the nutrition science and what's there. And my role with Stronger You is I work for our parent company. So in 2021, Stronger You was acquired by Self-Esteem Brands. So Self-Esteem Brands owns Anytime Fitness, The Bar Method, Basecamp Fitness, and a waxing franchise called Wax in the City. And the whole value prop was how do we grow this business and how do we bring this nutrition solution to these gyms? Go ahead. Yeah, I just... You want to talk about waxing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let that one go by without at least one comment. Yeah, yeah. What a great name for a waxing business. Yeah, Wax right? in the city. Yeah. So oh, my. That followed fans of Sex in the City, which they talk about waxing and bikini wax and all that stuff. Totally. Also, anyone who's a- looking at me in my head, it's not from that. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big business, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I couldn't let that one go by. You, you sh- shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, to get to your question and land the plane here a little bit on on just Stronger You itself, um, we have over 60,000 people who have gone through the the Stronger You service. And wow. um, it's, been, it's been one of these things, like you said, that just grew out of genuine interest and care to connect with people and, and, and help them where they're getting stuck. And that was kind of the, the grassroots of it. And what we're finding and what we've learned, I've been there for, since January, I officially started working in Stronger You. I was part of kind of, I, I led innovation for self-esteem brands before that, which was kind of going through its own evolution of taking Anytime Fitness from being just a fitness provider and a convenience kind of business to one much more similar to CrossFit that is providing coaching, right? And because we know that, that that relationship that you were mentioning that's what really matters to people is, and if you are the, the, the owner of that relationship and creating that relationship, the more you can extend that relationship through other values, add services like nutrition, like recovery, like people associate that value with the, with the original relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, how do we continue to do more uh, for our members and the people that are, are willing to spend some time with us and, and help them see progress? So that's, that's the whole value prop of why stronger you exist. Yeah. Not just a partner inside, but outside that. It, l- let me ask you this though. Similar to CrossFit, right? So CrossFit was a methodology that came together in Santa Cruz back in 2001, I think is when he got started. Yeah. And the community was kind of the 
it was a result of the people coming together, suffering together, and making amazing life challenges together. Like it was, it was organic. Like it's not something you put on a brochure. Sure, you know we have community. That's the first thing all these new friggin' franchises, exercise franchises, put up. You know, join us for our community. We have an amazing community, and no one really understands. And Nicole Carroll nailed it in that Magic of CrossFit too, where she said community wasn't something that you. It's not something contrived that you make up. It's not just a word. Sure. It's something that happens as a result of a people coming together for a, a common cause, and I and I got a sense of that with, um, I got a sense of that with stronger you that you guys leveraged the Facebook or stronger you leveraged Facebook to bring people together, the Facebook groups and where people could talk and share their stories and then get support. Like you know, if you took people, what was amazing about that group because people showed me is that people put up naked pictures of themselves. They're standing there. I miss the, the naked ones. A lot of well, they're standing out yeah, yeah. everywhere. I mean, come yeah, yeah. on. They're you know, they're they're eight ninety nine percent naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and that in and of itself is incredibly re revealing, right? Yes. Like, or it's it's uh, it's something that's really hard for people to do, right? You take a picture of yourself and putting it out there on the interwebs, and people would just make like the comments were like amazing job. You know, it was, it was tremendous support. But as soon as you get people separated from that fear. Um, and exposing themselves that that's when you're building community and that's when the community's working so that's something that i applaud stronger year for doing very very well that well they didn't do it they just they just started and then the community grew out as a to result your, to of your that. point it has to be authentic yeah and people people smell bullshit from a mile away oh yeah and that community today continues to be the safe place so you don't have to be a paying member as long as you've gone through at one point and worked with a coach on stronger you you can continue to be a member of that community so you don't lose that support if you're not currently paying us to work with one of our coaches and that's that's just an yeah, authentic way to, way to right? help people right yeah. and like mm -hmm. what's the number one driver we have for growing well when you have authentic community it becomes referrals yeah yeah word of mouth that's us yeah we don't do any advertising it's just you know so-and-so i talked to so-and-so who knows so-and-so came in can't fake that it's not the fitness model in some funky pose um, with the words underneath it, community builds fitness underneath it. Like, like you say, like I see those on the, on the doors of well, orange theories. Yeah. I was going to say the name, but you see that I'm like, oh, guys, come on. Don't let know? it be the, let it be the byproduct I like what of what you're, you're doing saying. in the gym. People can, people can smell the bullshit. Like yeah. I look at that and just go, yeah, everybody else, if I can look at that and say, that's bullshit. Like you know, that person is not working out. Um, anyway, so Gwen, that brings us to you. So Gwen's uh, um, speaking of authentic because she comes into the gym and uh, works out, trains very hard, and is you know always learning. She she when she's got a skill set that she wants to overcome, she'll hire a coach and gets personal training that way. And it actually, she was here for a while at the gym before I even realized she was a nutrition coach. So, so unless she was running around kind of whispering to my members and telling <laughs> my members, "Hey, I'm a nutrition coach." No, she's kind of approach. No. She's kind of approach her very humbly, right? She, I, I think she's the one that that will come in, do the work, and then people will ask her the authentic way, and she builds her clientele that way. Um, but you have a uh, yours. I like yours because beyond the box is beyond the box nutrition. Uh, Gwen, is that name? Does that name come from the CrossFit box world? Is that what that is? That is a great question. That is one of the meanings. Okay. Um, so beyond the box 
means beyond the CrossFit box, first and foremost. Then it's think beyond packaged foods that are in boxes. And also just thinking instead of outside the box, which is what you'll commonly hear is, you know, think of, think outside of the box of your, the framework of dieting or weight loss that you typically think okay. of. Yep. And you've got to try something new. If what you've been doing hasn't worked, we've got to figure out what that new approach is. So it's, and then our tagline is go beyond dieting because a lot of people just try to focus on weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, and they don't think about how their body is moving um, and how healthy they are, which are two other aspects of what I would hope people want to change when they are looking at their diet and what they're eating. Do you, um, is it, is beyond the box, a bigger organization? How many people are beyond the box? Is it a group of coaches? Is it, um, a massive company? It is a group of four coaches. I have a business partner, uh, Sheena Larrick. She was an Olympic softball player for team Canada Wow. In 2004 and 2008, she was the general manager at the CrossFit gym that I went to in Chicago. Windy City? Windy City, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great, great gym in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, that's where I got started. And um, yeah, it was a fantastic place to train. And Sheena was just kind of burnt out showing up at 4.30 in the morning and being the general manager and she had already had her functional diagnostic nutrition um, certification because she had some, you know, personally had some hormonal issues that occurred and weight gain after she stopped training for the Olympics and when she retired. So we just, I was going to do this whole thing on my own. And then it just ended up being the right timing and asked her if she wanted to go into business together. So she just had her second child. So right now she's on, um, maternity leave. She has just a few clients, maybe like eight to 10. And then we have two CrossFit coaches at different boxes in Chicago who are part-time nutrition coaches. So there are four of us. How many, how many clients can you personally handle effectively? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> um, how needy it, are they? <laughs> I, I would say very well to that. <laughs> no, I mean, give, me, give me a number. I want to know how many like clients 30, Thirty is pretty wow. much max. Um, yeah. yeah, and I start to notice things like uh, if I feel I'm not giving somebody my best, like they're just, or I'm overwhelmed, not sleeping great. I'm like, okay, let's look at your client load. <laughs> That's the first okay. thing. Right. Um, so typically is, about thirty clients. Is that the same for you, Jason? For a coach at Stronger You. There's a, there's a spectrum. So I think, um, there's, we're all on a spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how far on the spectrum the client is. That's, that's <laughs> one, maybe how many, there you yeah, go. Yeah. 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 that is, that is one big variable. <laughs> no, but the, we want to talk about that, by the way, that's one of our subjects. Awesome. But I think there's, there's a range in terms of, it comes down to expectations and, and what people are willing to pay for too. And so right. a, we have a couple different models. If you have a registered dietitian and you're, you're working with, insurance and reimbursement. Mm. There are certain requirements that you have mm. to meet in terms of FaceTime and things like that. If you're working uh, just kind of general tips and tricks, you can hire load. So we, we see a range. So coaches okay. have up to 300 clients and as, as little as 30 or 40. It depends on 
their model. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess related to that is, um, Gwen, is when you're at 30 clients, are, you, are they all remote? They're all remote. I do everything via phone or Zoom. Some, some clients like to do Zoom. So I have about three right now who do Zoom sessions. If I'm a client of yours, how often am I talking to you on Zoom? Um, initially, it's going to be every week. And then initially for how long? 30 minutes. Okay. No, I mean, how long? Like how, like six weeks I'm oh. on the phone with you? Um, you know, it really depends. It yeah. depends how the client is doing. Do they need additional support? Um, there are so many different factors that play into it. Um, do we have, are we looking at lab work? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what other factors are going on? Are they stressed out? Are they really busy? And then we can taper down to every other week. And then I do have a couple of clients who are just on a maintenance of like once a month. And I think it's really important for the client to make the decision and I can do that with them, but when it's time to go and that's something to be celebrated. It's, you know, I look at it as a graduation because the goal is self-efficacy. This isn't about them leaning on me in a codependent way. It's about them learning, developing confidence and trust in their own skills and knowledge and then getting to the point where they know what to do on their own. That's and that cool. varies. You basically want to teach them how to fish. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, what, so let's talk um, success ratios. So you get you have 100 clients over the last five years. Mm-hmm. How, how many of those 100 clients are – how many of those – realistically, how many of those clients will become – self-reliant or graduate? Well, it depends. You know, I think what's important to look at is, okay, they might be successful right when they finish. And then if we looked three months out, six months out, a year, three years, five years, I I would love to have that data. I don't have that data. Um, Some clients have come back to me recognizing that they need some additional support. I've had maybe 5% of my clients come back and work with me a second time or a third time. We get that at the gym. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They leave, they go off and they either, I'm going to start working on my own. I'm going to a different gym and then they come back. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I, I bet that number is almost probably identical. I would say five, probably five, probably five, five, 5%. Yep. There's a, uh, I was telling Gwen this the other day as we were just chatting, getting to know each other, there was a study that just came out of Stanford and they were talking exactly about this topic, which was about weight loss. And they were studying all this. We haven't talked about kind of how the industry is shifting a little bit, but all these uh, large language models, chat, GPT, open AI, because we all want to be able to do this on our own. We all think conceptually, we know what healthy food is. We should be able to do this. But then when you go out and actually do it, you're like, the tools exist for me. I should be able to do this. Why can't I do this? Mm-hmm. The Stanford study found that those people who actually worked with a coach were 84% more successful in losing weight than people who tried to do it on their own. And there's just something that a person can unlock by getting to know you and actually understanding what your true barriers are that none of the tools, you can't do it on your own. You just run into your own walls. It, yeah. do, you, do you guys think there's a personality test 
you know, I'm thinking like the Colby or the Myers Briggs. Sure. Do you think there's a personality test that people can that that we could use as say coaches, either for fitness or for nutrition, I love this to question. discern that ahead of time? Because it, it really comes down to you know, what type of individual they are that, you know, ADD, you know, are they more impulsive than more, you know, structured, you know, statistical, the I'm, I'm just off the top of my head and this is, you know, total conjecture, but I'm thinking someone that's analytical, statistical, the accountant type is going to be, is going to be able to do a better job of it. Right. And stay long. I, I don't know. Is there a type of, have you guys thought about that? Is there any type of way to kind of pre judge the client before they come in hundred percent so this is this is my happy place uh so when you're talking about like product design and how do you account for we talk about like personalization at at scale or what you can do with big data now to get really precise we just did a study looking for the stronger you categories of what are the types of people u.s population and what are broad categories and then what are the specific kind of needs starting with the consumer what do they need and how do they need that information to be delivered? So mm -hmm. to make that actionable for a coach, we redesigned our intake form. So the questions we are screening for before we actually connect you with a coach, we've made a manual process. That's very intentional. Mm -hmm. And there's a 74-question intake form because when people are motivated enough to work with a coach, they are motivated enough to tell you about what they want. And you need to provide space, and we can have specific questions. And from those questions, we learn, your demographic, basic stuff. We learn the type of kind of how you're motivated. Art, do you need a hard ass to challenge you? Do you need a cheerleader to support you? Do you have any special kind of things that are learning related? Do you have any sort of complicated relationship with food we need to be aware of? And then for us, we go through our filter and we can match them. Okay, I'm, I'm going through a life phase of maybe it's menopause for the first time. I, I would really appreciate having a coach that has experience working with people through this. So my confidence level is that much higher. I need a, ch a cheerleader, not a badass, because you're going to break me down. These are all the things that you can screen for. And if by doing that, even if the coach doesn't fit their vision of what they look like, addressing that the coach has experience with their issues makes a world of difference. That's interesting. Gwen, do you have some sort of a protocols that, or some sort of questionnaire that you have your clients fill out before they get on board to help you understand what type of person they might be? Yes, I have an intake form. It's not as extensive as the 74 question stronger you. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? Yeah. But no, but you know what? It's oh, I think yeah. this idea, this is a great role for AI, I think. Yeah. Um, is that it's a hybrid model. And if you, we can use AI or quizzes that, that look at personality type or communication styles and the way people respond, right? I mean, we do this in corporate America, right? You take all of this disc profile, the Myers-Briggs, the strength finder. Mm -hmm. And if there's some way to profile in a positive way, how somebody is likely to respond, then great. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. And, but but kind of back to the AI, I think it just makes me I can't believe that that's even thought of as a possibility all on its own. I, I pictured walking into a CrossFit gym without any humans there, walking into Diablo and not seeing anyone and just like clicking, you know, going to chat GPT and saying, OK, here's my whoop scores. Tell me what I should do today to work out. 
and not seeing another human. That sounds awful to me. <laughs> so I would agree. So, so <laughs> just let me give you the crude version of that because we did do that when we first, and when we first opened here in this location, um, 2009, um, we didn't, ha we, it was big, but we were, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and we didn't hire a front desk staff and we had this lobby area. And so what we did, we put computers up there and then there's a big sign on the board and I, and I still yeah. I, I keep looking for that. It's I know, be I, know I have a picture of that sign somewhere. It was great. Cause it had like, it was basically, Hey, um, welcome to Diablo. We're not here because we're out on the floor coaching our clients, helping them get healthy. Um, take, you know, fill out the, fill out the, the, the waiver and sign in here. You're completely on your own. You know, if you need help, you know, email us. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we got a complaint about the owners. Like Yelp, yeah, Yelp review or something like oh, that. And goodness. then I got another, I got another guy that took it and he posted it within his company. He's like, this is the, this is how we need to, we need to do this. This is like, it, it encourages self-reliance. Yeah. My business partner at the time, um, Rob Barnum, who's a movie producer now, one of my, one of our, we had three original business partners at Diablo, but he said, look, if they can't figure it out and do it on their own and get through the steps on their own and ask her all the questions, figure it out, do we really want them as customers? And it was really interesting. It's because it, again, it was a natural filter, right? Because yeah. the, the type of customers we needed to thrive in the beginning were in, independent people. It was yeah. a different time it too was, within CrossFit. That's right. It was a different time and people were coming in on their own want to learn. But it, but as a small business, we needed yeah. the independent people. So it was a kind of a natural filter for us. And we did our first members, um, the OGs of Diablo. I was just talking to one of them, Jenny Pearl, this morning. And she was talking about how George, George, this is the stuff that makes me cringe though as an owner she goes he would come in because he was a student he said hey look i've got a physics test i got to study for here's the workout talk about self-reliance when you're done, might be a little too the gym is open yeah yeah have at it this is back pretty this is like 2007 2008 which is just hilarious but she's still get this so jenny pearl is still here. Still she here started today, joining yeah. with us in like 2007, 2006. She's still here today. Super independent. And and anyway, all the way back to what you guys are talking about. I I agree. I think there is something there that that you could probably filter out. And and a as much as I reluctantly approve, I, uh, there is something with AI, right? That can help us maybe set clients on the right type of path. We know we do it here with our startups. We align people just based upon personality conversations with them, what they need, injury types, time of day that they want to come in. We align them with a coach for their, for their startup that, sure. that aligns best with them. And for mm -hmm. our goal being, we want to get them into the community as quick as possible and get them integrated. And, and then like you say, every person has a different kind of need, especially based upon their lifestyle, their life demands that they have where their stage of life is in terms of, you know, the age. Um, so yeah, that's fascinating. Your intuition's right on though. You're, you're viewing where even in your 2007 example, which is awesome, which is where, where do humans need to be? They need right. to be with people yeah. helping them make progress. That's the yes. best use of a human. They don't I, I need think to be that, filling right, out right, waivers. That, right. That's yeah. the, that's the absolute, right. That's cause, So that's where you want to get them. Oh, everybody too. Yeah. Mm. That's where you want to get everybody to. And so then it's like, how can you get them, you know, there? The cool part that's coming that I see for a lot of like smaller businesses or independent uh, boxes that that's cool 
is so we're a little larger. We're kind of have access to a little more investment and a little more tech. We've been running for the past couple of years. We call it smart engagement. And so it takes these different types of customers and it's looking at their behavior. And we have a model that says, is there anything outside of the norm that we would expect that would justify us knowing about? And it creates little flags. So then your staff at the gym has a quick one place to go to say, hey, we noticed Jamie Lee usually comes in three times a week. He hasn't been coming in three times a week. Do you know why? And it, every couple of weeks, we just kind of make sure it helps put the members you need to have top of mind so they don't slip through the cracks and you make sure you know what's going on. And like getting AI behind us, behind the scenes is what we need to do so that we yes. can lead with empathy and, and yeah. connection. That's yeah, MindBody's been starting to, MindBody's our software that we use for membership has been starting to show me that information. Yeah, and there's, there's, it's, it's getting, it's getting to the point where we actually have the data organized enough where we can do it and it doesn't feel stupid or clunky and it's not the scary, you're not asking it to like, I don't know, do take over your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, it's behind you to support your relationships. Yeah, it's not fully on stop. No, no, it's, it's not the sentient being is a, a little bit. So little Elon, Elon Musk tweeted one out yesterday of the robot that was it was a another Boston Dynamics thing and it was a humanoid shape. Right? Was it at the basketball game? No, <laughs> no, that one I've seen that one. But this one was doing he was doing a cup game with it, like he was moving the cups. It was picking, was standing there picking up the cups and it's uh, like freestanding. And that's funny you say that because the first Jamie, it's it's interesting you say that because that's what I'm thinking, like. Huh. <laughs> that co that coach could open up 5 a.m. every single day. <laughs> no oversleeping. There's no oversleeping. There may no, not be any empathy in the no. workhouse, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just plugged into a wall. Boom, and then just steps out of the dock, man. Hey, welcome. The gym's all set up. You know what? It would be great to have a, a robot set up the rowers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Just, you know, move it around the room. Oh Room yeah, Roombas aren't quite strong. No, enough. they're yeah. not. They're yeah, not yeah. there yet. <laughs> no, set up all the equipment, the coach. Like, oh, see, yeah. we are excited about technology. All right, <laughs> to that's a, point. A, to a point. That's. <laughs> but that's the point. It has to solve a real problem. Yeah, you can't yeah. just lead for technology for technology's sake. And as an owner, if it helps you go deeper with the relationship, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, tra changing subjects here. It, what do you guys do? Do stronger you or Gwen? Do you lean into any particular? Uh, diet um, protocol, or, yeah, protocol. I guess it is. So I'm yeah. thinking in my in my mind, I'm thinking method, whatever, you know, macro coaching or zone paleo. So there's all kinds paleo, of variations out there. Vegan, vegetarian. Like, is do you guys lean into any particular methodology? And is one better than? Uh, we can go. We don't have to touch too much time on this one, but you know, is there a reason why, or is one? Do you prefer one, or is it just one's better than the other? Um, go ahead, Gwen. How about, yeah, you go, Gwen. Yeah, I mean, I try to stay away from talking about dietary protocols and recommending them because people come to me already feeling like they have to do something like it has to have a name. I have to do Whole30. I have to do paleo. Intermittent fasting is next, right? And it's this next diet is going to be the answer, and what I want people to realize, I want them to feel empowered and be able to decide what foods fit their lifestyle, their preferences. Um, you know, do they cook? Do they not cook? Where have they hit roadblocks before? 
you know, I want to focus on them eating healthier foods and nutritious foods. And, you know, if there is a medical diagnosis that like they have Hashimoto's or an autoimmune disorder, then I might talk to them about, have they ever eliminated gluten or dairy, or have they tried something like that? But if there's not a medical reason and, or an ethical reason, I am, you know, I'm not telling people what to eat. Uh, I do start with macros um, because I think it's a different construct than calories. Mm -hmm. And most people are under eating protein. And I think that's the biggest thing as far as maintaining lean muscle mass and continuing to build muscle mass. And a lot of women, I work with about 95% women are under eating overall. So my focus tends to be on get enough protein. Are you eating enough calories? And are you strength training? And are you eating the right kinds of foods? Um, the last thing I think is really important is that there is a component of flexible dieting, meaning that you don't have to completely eliminate. If you want to have a drink or two on the weekend or you have, you know, you're going out on date night let's not eliminate those things. Let's have you figure out how to incorporate that into a healthy lifestyle. Because if I tell you not to do that, then life's going to suck. <laughs> and it's about you learning how to attend social events, how to still fit a drink or some ice cream in and eating the nutritious foods the majority of the time. That's a better I believe a better approach, a more realistic approach and a more sustainable approach for life. Yeah. We're, we're same. Same. Yeah. We, we, and to Gwen's insight about giving it a name we call energy balance is kind of where we start making sure that you're eating for your goals and making sure you're eating enough. And then we talk about structured flexibility. So understanding as a coach, getting to know you and your preferences and working from meeting you where you are to get mm -hmm. where you need to go. Um, so that's similar to the advice when people ask me that usually what I'll tell them is eat more protein. It's the first thing I start with, I, yeah. and it, which usually surprises people like eat Great more. Start. <laughs> yeah, right. you, it just is because you guys know, and then in my experience of talking to either Jason or Gwen or Jason Falcon or others is that's usually the biggest component is missing. And, and most nutrition experts now are even upping their guidelines. Now I've seen as a matter of fact, uh, I'm not sure where I saw this one, but you know, where there's Rhonda Patrick or the, the ones I listen to Rhonda Patrick, Peter T and um, what's his name? Bio lane at bio lane. And it was uh, lane, 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 Norton, Norton lane, Norton. Um, they're now saying a if you're exercising a gram of protein per, 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 pound, per, pound, of per pound of body weight. Yep. And when I grew up back in the day, and because you know, I grew up in bodybuilding gyms, the Gold's Gym, that stuff, it was a, a gram per kilogram of body weight. That's a half. Yeah, half of that. That was the, and then we thought that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And and so now I, but so so I I know that people are more likely protein deficient, and I I also know that if you eat more protein in your diet, your chances are you're going to eat less of other crap. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Then, more yeah. satiated in general. Yeah, satiated yep. in general. How? Do you feel like though that uh, this coming coming to the sugar and the ultra processed foods, there is some heightened awareness now. I'm starting to see some stuff from CDC and elsewhere that that ultra processed foods. There's some recent studies that have been published 
um, I think through the National Institute of Health, NIH, showing that ultra-processed foods are contributing to an increased obesity, which, you know, we, you, I, I say these things, you know, obviously we know these things. At least they're now saying. They're saying it. <laughs> so I'm starting to see obesity and then chronic disease as well, and including especially, especially cancer. Um, do, do you feel like we're dealing with drug, drug addictions and that Gwen saying, let's just find a life balance or finding a way to kind of, you know, not go elimination. Do you think you're maybe enabling? I feel like a, you know, you, that's not something you would tell an alcoholic and that's not something you yeah. would tell a heroin user. You would tell them you would find a way to find a support group to keep that stuff out. 100%. I don't, I mean, I, I just, I've, I've seen people go on that, that binge and not be able to break it. Yeah. I, I think it's situational, Craig. It's, I, I would put it right up there with drug addiction in, in some cases. Um, you know, the food scientists, there's a book called Salt, Sugar, Fat. You know, they're they're trying to get you to come back. Restaurants are trying to get you to come back. They're adding fat. They're adding unhealthy seed oils. They, you know, the goal is not for you to be healthy. The goal is to sell more product right. and to have you come back to the restaurant. And it's a vicious cycle because your brain, what it's doing to your brain is it, it's making you want to continue to eat more. Um, the hard part is we need food to survive. We don't need drugs or alcohol to survive. Right. And the exposure to all of these foods is everywhere. Billboards, social media. Um, you go to someone's house. They don't. They want you to enjoy yourself. So they think they have to have like unhealthy food or high fat foods and alcohol and that you're not going to have a good time or enjoy yourself if you eat healthy while you're there and you don't drink alcohol. So I think the stimulus is there. The environment, you know, is, is a difficult thing to get away from. That's one of the reasons I love CrossFit is there's not a mirror in the place mm -hmm. and there's no TV screen. I don't have exposure to any of that to distract me. But we don't have that pleasure with food, right? It's you go to the grocery store and, you know, what's what's in the aisle? You go to Home Depot. Yeah. There's there's food. There there wasn't food. Snickers. It's, and it's it's like all those. Chips. It's like all those retail merchants went to the same convention. Yes. Cut, like and they went to the they went to the breakout group on increasing revenue per square foot right, exactly. well, it's not even just in the store but you look at the calendar year look at every holiday every oh, yeah. holiday is worked around some kind of food you know yeah easter halloween oh yeah you know it's just like yeah that's, yeah that's the ooh. that was the advanced class at the, at the, <laughs> at the seminar <laughs> like yeah. tailoring it for holiday seasons <laughs> like, and, but you're right ace hardware has a gauntlet now yeah mm -hmm. and it's like oh, i've seen this gauntlet i saw it at best buy i saw you know best buy you can there's a whole and yeah. it's what's worse is it's kid height oh yeah and the kids see it yes. and it's colors and it's bright yep. it's bright. ace hardware sells pies yeah, yes. Ace Hardware have sells pies that you can that you can get and take home and bake. Got a big sign on the door too. We got pies here. <laughs> it's like it's, that is one of the hardware stores. Well, and and a someone I remember being in the, when I was in investment business and we'd look at earnings uh, calls for companies and one of the things that always struck me was was the uh, drug stores, the, the yeah. Walgreens and the Rite Aids and those. <laughs> they're drug they're, stores. Yeah, we their largest their largest source of revenue, the largest share of revenue, the biggest profit margin was alcohol. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, it, and it, there's a systemic, there's a, there's a systemic yeah. problem. And I think hopefully what people take away as you talk about nutrition and the system is it's okay to ask for help because trying to battle this system by yourself. Right. Yeah. They're experts. Up, yeah. You're not, you're not set up to succeed. And no, you, you, and they're, they're way, help. And, and this is not an insult to the population, general population. They are way smarter. Yeah. These guys are, you know, they have degrees in this stuff. <laughs> they do, they do uh, marketing research. It's designed they, on purpose. They have they have right. groups that come in that they test this stuff on. Or they even lobby the fact that they can put certain stuff into our food sure. that is yeah yeah oh yeah modified yeah. to make it addictive. They have that's right. They have lobbyists working the government to to make yes. sure that you have access to this in their in their stores. Oh, that's as systemic as you can get. Right there. Totally <laughs> right. It's it the it is the odds are stacked against you succeeding yeah. in every way, right down to the texture of your. Fucking the bite of the potato. Tostitos. It's yeah. just we have this concept in product design called embrace your constraints. So you could spend a lot of energy yelling into the vortex about changing candy bars, mm-hmm. or you can focus on something that you can try to control. I like that. Which is trying to find a community or a person or, or, yes. or an ally, an advocate to help you navigate it. Cause it's not going to change. No, it's not. So accept accept it and start to figure out what's your strategy going to be. And if you don't have a strategy, there's a lot of places I can help. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you could just be angry and old like me and scream into the void all the time. It does help because we need we need. That's called advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> we need advocates. But it's true. Like, and, and I think you're right. That's that is the attitude you have to take. You have to turn internally and figure out the strategy. That's in and, and admit admit it when you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, I quick two second personal aside. I, mean, I went through my own struggle with it, which is like, I'm not scientific with nutrition, but I was, uh, I played division three college football and ran division three track. I was the slowest track time for both men and women at an indoor meet (laughs) in Minnesota. You can look that time up. Um, and it's awesome. I went through a big swing of body weight changes and it was, I, I was out of control and it was, um, it took me forever to go ask for help, but it was a school uh, guidance counselor. That was the beginning of helping me even recognize in my meathead man brain that I might need some help. And mm-hmm. that and I think people are getting more attuned to that and the conversations and podcasts and communities like the CrossFit one create healthy places. So that's also systemic change. We have to keep pushing. So, so I bring it back to one, the community, that's why the community, uh, your CrossFit community can help. Don't. And in the second part two is this is way bigger than all of us. Don't look at nutrition as for an affiliate owners and this is what was kind of freed me up at diablo and has probably helped more people make changes here in their lives with respect to nutrition don't look at nutrition coaching as a way to generate revenue for your gym you might you'll end up doing it you'll increase what you're going to end up doing is increasing retention you're going to get people coming back because they're getting the help that they need look at yourself as a your gym and yourself as an enabler to get people in and the community is probably the easiest place for them to get that support and help that they need the next step is to then for them to get aligned one on one with a coach to get them if they're if they're struggling with it this this great discussion right here because it, and 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 it and it just like take your mindset out of that it will pay, it will pay off in 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 retention lifetime value value for your business and you'll feel better about yourself as an owner of what you're doing let me ask you this so we we talked we delved into the addiction side of it yep and the challenges of facing the corporate world that's geared to 
get you to consume this stuff as fast as possible. They're a beast. Calorie dense foods that taste unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, the, the, the thing that I wanted to ask is, um, and I'm, I'm kind of formulating the question in my mind as we go here and, and, and now being 60, this is where the buffering. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a little sticker, yeah, yeah. a pop-up. That we still loaded. That's so much better than a senior moment. I like that. <laughs> so <Buffering>. much better. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I, I got on a yeah. rant and then I forgot the original question I was going to ask. And so I'm formulating it in my It was head. a great discussion. Well, your frame, your frame <laughs> it, in lifetime value and your frame in how they could think about the the nutrition as as the way to go towards lifetime value i don't know if that's a helpful thread or took you further. yeah it is it took me further away from where i wanted to go (laughs) um the if you guys are um giving advice to your clients um well let's let's delve into the 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 mental health side of it Mm. um because this is the biggest i think a big struggle for people so we talked about the addiction side of it and then getting support let's talk about the mental health side of it um how can you guys throw a percentage on how many of your clients that you're having to spend where it becomes more of a mental health issue than it does a kind of a nutritional health issue? Oh, and I, and that brings me to my question, which I'll write it down on, on regarding obesity. Cool. So bring me, let's go back to that, but let's start with the mental health side of it. I can talk stronger. You so the data we capture, we don't, there's this fine line we all as coaches and, and, and kind of balances like we're the most underpaid therapists that exist in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but we track people's confidence. So we have a stat that people who go through our program are 91% of them are more confident navigating exactly what we were just talking about, which are the, their, their food traps and struggles that they have. They feel more prepared and more confident to deal with those because they have strategies. And that's one of our kind of flag waving st- statistics that we put out there is Regardless of what the scale says, do you feel better equipped than you did before working with us to navigate the world? And do you have more support and tools than you did? And 91% of our members, that's, that's what they report they do. And 9%, I don't know what happened. But like we said, nutrition's hard. It's complicated. And we all have different circuses going on between our ears. What about yeah. you, Gwen? Are you doing, are you doing mental health coaching or are you doing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, you know, I like to look at mental health and mindset as two different things. Um, one of the things for you, by the way, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, it helps me know when to refer out. And there are times that, you know, I like to ask people if they're seeing a therapist because, That is a really good thing to know. And the second thing I ask them when they are seeing a therapist is, have they even spoken about body image issues or food, their relationship with food? Has that come up in their therapist office? And there are times where I think that's important to know for me because I want to know what their therapist has planned. What's the treatment plan for them? And because I don't want to contradict that, I want to complement what they're doing. And in some cases, I've actually had clients sign a HIPAA release form, and I've spoken to a couple of therapists um, just to make sure we're on the same page. So um, I've also not worked with people and told them that I believe because of their history of an eating disorder, that it would be better for them to go to a therapist first, and that at some point they can come back to me. And then I've also recommended to some clients, I think you seeing a therapist would be a great idea right now. I just finished with a client um, 
was working with her for three months and she worked with my business partner previously. And I just think there are some underlying things from her family of origin, from her childhood, from development, food stories that are a little too deep that is keeping her from making progress. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole mix of what I do. I, I like to focus on mindset. And I think the biggest thing for people is what thoughts and beliefs and you know patterns of behavior are there and what influenced you and what is your what is your self-talk like how are you talking to yourself when it comes to food and your body what does that look like because most people are beating themselves up they feel like they've failed they've been on multiple diets and haven't been able to achieve weight loss and so i like to focus on how can you find some self-compassion and kindness because if you're feeling better about yourself mindset wise and you think you can do it, your chances of doing it are going to be much greater. So I like to just focus on reframing. So cognitive restructuring or reframing, positive self-talk and celebrating the wins along the way. The When you look at drug addiction, alcohol addiction and the root causes of many cases of that, you start to dig into people's past and history and the traumatic experiences that they may have had within their lives through their families or, or elsewhere. You can, and then you understand the addictiveness of food. You can start to understand how food addiction or food issues um, can be directly the result of previous life trauma. Uh, Athena Perez is uh, well known within the CrossFit world. They did a great documentary on her about, you know, I'd say five, six years ago. She's coming this weekend, by the way, because she's now coaching for CrossFit, a how to work with large body athletes because it takes a special type of co a special type of approach to work with larger body athletes, and they have issues that go way beyond just movement patterns. Yeah. Um, she delved into some of those with me, but in her in her documentary that she did when she lost. Uh, close to 200 pounds oh, wow. uh, via CrossFit, she talks about her life trauma with it. And it, it's bad. Like it's scary bad what she was put through um, by her. Um, I think it was her stepmom. It was her stepmom. You have um, her coming up to talk through this? That'll be holy smokes. I mean, it's yeah. it's stuff you 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 don't even want to you know the forced the forced eating. If didn't finish it, the food would sit there until it was done for days. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Um, being you know yeah. the the one story that really kind of made me just like realize how fortunate I am and to give grace for who I am and what I had and how I was raised. You know, it was when she she got she got she threw up in oh. in her food. And then oh. was, and yes, and then was forced no. to finish that food. This is a God's honest truth story. Athena Perez tells this story. And it is like, it's one, it, I literally listening to this podcast was crying at listening to the story. Like that's just one of many that she went through and she's battled obesity her whole life. And is, there are those stories out there, um, just as there are with drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's the, it's part of, you know, human society, unfortunately, in, in, in the world today. Um, uh, coming back to that. So we know that we've talked to, we delved a little bit on the mental side of this and at the mental health issues. And I'm really pleased to hear both of your responses with respect to that. Like, it's like, we want to push them to therapy first. If, if you, that's deemed like 
you know, what they need first. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is important. And I think for people out there like me who've been lean and, and healthy and fit most of my life, it's, uh, and other people like me, it's important for you when you look at someone to not prejudge them. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you know, you make assumption, well, they're overweight or they're fat, you know, um, no. And they just need to help themselves. They need to eat less. No, there's, there, believe me, man, when you so listen many to different industry, moving parts behind, right? That. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. There's the yeah. companies that we talked about the corporate influence. We yeah. talked about the addictiveness, how they try to literally target people like that. That and also how they, the, the, the guidelines, like let's just, yeah, the government, the, guidance. the government guidelines is, yeah, doesn't line up. No, <laughs> like, it doesn't work. It hasn't supported, hasn't, it hasn't worked. It hasn't supported the process. Yeah. So, so the next thing is then the next question I wanted to ask is, um, do you, what about outside influences? When I look and I see people that are um, excessively obese, and by excessively, I've been morbidly obese. I think, you know, 200 years ago, we wouldn't have that. I don't think it was as, it certainly wasn't as complex. We know that obesity is like way, way, way higher. Do you think that there are environmental issues that could be contributing? Environmental by, I mean, and we, you know, this is a little bit tinfoil hat stuff, but but chemical, um, either chemicals in the foods, um, air pollutants, plastic, plastics. Do you guys do you guys feel or see anything that might give any indication that that could be wreaking havoc within the metabolic system of humans and causing some people more than others to to store more fat than say you or I would, Jason or me and you know Jamie Lee or you and Gwen. So so. My, my background, again, not, not depth in the science of it, but from personal experience, I look at things like Dan Buettner and Blue Zones, right? He just came out with a new Netflix yes. talking about the uh, highest percentage of places that have centenarians. Yep. And I'll, I'll put a link in the comments to that, by the way, because yeah, that's a great piece. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. And yep. I think most of just anecdotally from what I see from a, a layman's is, is lifestyle related. Like mm -hmm. we, we went through an industrial revolution where... We're all working active lives and jobs and walking to factories and and we're living a certain way and chopping our own wood to yeah. make, make the house warm. Yeah. And now now just kind of the average lifestyle is there's push there's a button. A, yeah, there's a class for sure that still we rely on heavily to go out and, and do that manual work that still definitely exists that benefits us tremendously if we're working in the knowledge economy. But the percentage of knowledge workers has has changed our I mean my problems I'm dealing with is like I'm stiff in my hand because I've been curled over this fucking keyboard all day. And like <laughs> that can't be good. And whether that's that direct related to obesity, I think lifestyle is a huge contributing yeah, factor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, it kind of goes to like what what causes cancer, right? I think it, that's a similar question. It's right. Is it environmental? Is it the food we're eating? Is it more sedentary lifestyle. I think it's a combination of all of them and anything you can do to make changes. Like I only use glass food storage containers. I try to use clean beauty products, clean skincare, you know, minimize chemical exposure. And that's what makes me feel comfortable. Um, you know, but like all of these fillers and things that go into processed foods, like I, I spoke to one of my mentors, I'm in this new nutrition program. And he was saying carrageenan is something that's in a lot of the nut milks, just as a stabilizer, as one example, and they've all blown up, right? People having oat milk and almond milk. And 
he said they used to give carrageenan to mice to exacerbate leaky gut and decrease permeability of the gut lining, which, you know, and we're drinking those things. So, you know, like all of this, it's, it's all of it, (laughs) you know? So it's it's not one thing. It's, it's exactly multifactorial as they said. Like, you know, there's that the whole, when we went through the soy craze and, and I remember my, my other business partner, he stopped drinking soy because he was he was developing. He said he was just starting to develop, uh, you know, a breast fat, ex, a, excess Gynecomastia. breast fat. Yeah. Yeah, gynecomastia. Um, and he was all he was all soy and he removed it and then it, it goes away. Like you. You have. So my, my advice, I love what you said, Gwen. Right. So you kind of take it on personally. And I think that's what we have to do again. Yeah. I, you know, this is another screaming into the void thing where I can, you know, shout and from the rooftops and try and make change. And there are people to do that. And I'll continue to do that. But I think in your own personal life, for example, we, we installed in our house, a whole house water filter, nice. right? So that you, so that our water is being filtered so we can take out some of those things that are being, mm-hmm. there's even additives, fluorides that yeah. are being added yeah. to the water. So we're, we're, we're taking out some of those things. Um, Yvonne puts everything in glass containers. Mm-hmm. Um, when we store our foods and, uh, so is there, do you, do you head down that path with your clients as well to have them kind of start to do that? I think we've, if we vote with our pocketbooks, right. And lean into those things that, you know, perhaps food manufacturers and everybody else will, will lean into that as well. Yeah. I mean, there are sometimes I do talk about that, but I'm usually hitting the big rocks, right? Mm-hmm. It's, exercise and with women, it's trying to get women to strength train. Um, because a lot of times they think, Oh, cardio, I need to get on the treadmill or I walk today. And that was sufficient. Um, so that's kind of, I would say down on the list, you know, it's food, it's supplementation, it's exercise. Like those are probably the top three. Um, and then, you know, we can get into some of the other areas. If, you got to meet them where they're at. Like Jason said, right? right. If, if somebody can't even eat a vegetable, that's more important for me to work on than have them use glass storage containers or get a water filtration system. Okay. Do you know that what makes this, sense? We're talking to scary things like chemicals. One of the scariest things I heard was when we were looking at like what percent of the United States population has a gym membership? Guess. I don't know. 30%. Right. 30%. Yeah. What percent of the U.S. population had a gym membership in 1975? Was it more than that? No, less, I would say. Um, yeah, I think less, 10%. It's the same. It was 30%. Oh. oh. So it doesn't mean uh, you have to go to a gym to be healthy, mm-hmm. but like, how yeah. do there's an accessibility issue that, yeah. that we have to talk about too, along with the, like, I, I'm hopeful for some of the chemical stuff. I'm an optimist. I'm hopeful that this circular economy, sustainability, like, there's a new angle to that that there hasn't been lately that's mm-hmm. much more popular where there's more a reason other than getting rid of chemicals, which should be enough of a reason to use glass and recycle and, and, and reuse things, which I'm hoping continues. But there's also that angle of access where like, what do you do if you don't have the ability to, to find a way to have somebody help you get and you are really big and you got to get out, walk more and stuff like that? How do we make gym memberships more accessible and how do we get a greater percent of the population yeah. to the places that can help? Mm-hmm. with their lifestyle break the sedentary cycle yeah that's a scary thing for me too how is that the yeah. same number yeah yep. 
That is crazy. Point. That becomes yeah, and I I like that. I like what Gwen said too. And I'm I'm you know I'm hitting the rocks, You're not mm. not as much the pebbles. One of the things I noticed so even those th- those changes that I've made, um, glass, plastic, um, um, water filters, and all that stuff, and the you know staying away from those things. Those came from uh, basically being here in and around our community, mm-hmm. and then from there then all my social media feed kind of leans into that right so that that's what they start filtering and that's what i kind of like and 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 so i i think that getting into that community first of all getting out of the community that you're in that's supporting your your lifestyle that's 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 killing you and into a community and it doesn't have to be a crossfit gym but into a community of people even if it's a facebook internet group that will help you start to make healthier choices along the way that's probably the best way. That's what the best way to battle all of this. I think so. You're onto something yeah. there. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah, yeah. you have, you have to feed. I I tell clients this is not just about weight loss. This is about you transforming as a person. Yeah. And in some cases, you will have to leave people behind and create a new community. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. When so keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But oh I wanna, no, that's okay. I've got, to, I've got to give the pre-warning that I want to talk about. That way, you guys remember. So when I forget. Oh, there you go. So when you're buffering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're buffering. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are going to become a new person. The good news is you don't have to be a victim, and you get to decide what that looks like. Um, but you absolutely cannot be the same person you were. Um, you know, I remember when I first started doing CrossFit and I was like, I will never do paleo. This is ridiculous. These people are crazy. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. Mm. And I was drinking, like I was dating this guy and we were finishing a bottle of wine a night. Like, I can't even believe that was me. That is insanity. And my friends would start to say, oh, you're not drinking tonight or, or how are you eating now? What can you eat? They were afraid. And, you know, some of those people I don't really hang out with anymore. And you just, you got to find a new community. You've got to start following different people on social media and you've got to go where you're not the outlier. You're part of that community. You got to create a new one. I got, I got to be part of a group that went over and visited this company. I think the company's name, I want to say is Veritas and they do, they have a group of a team of doctors and nurses that essentially work with people with diabetes to help get them off their drugs through nutrition coaching and it's online nutrition coaching you're dealing directly and they're wearing blood glucose monitors cool mm-hmm. yeah. and uh and then they report that and their data is relayed into their ipad which then they see and they manage and they have a 65 percent of success ratio of getting people off of that di- off of diabetes awesome. it's really remarkable it's awesome and we were all in the room and someone said well what about the 35 percent why what happened with the 35 percent failed now 65 percent of success ratio it's by the way for everyone is huge yeah like for a drug, it would be like it would be trumpeted and everybody would be lining up to, mm-hmm. to buy it and the and the government would be mandating it and then we'd be checking back. No, sorry. <laughs> Tinfoil hat. I went off on a tangent. But anyway, so someone asked, what about the 35%? They said, well, let me bring up the statistician guy. They brought up this old guy from uh, Stanford University and he was their statistician that measured all this stuff and then talked to people why they why they, why they failed. And the biggest thing that the, one of the biggest reasons why people failed, he said, was because of the lack of support from family and friends, right down to things like, um, my husband said that he didn't like the way men were looking at me now. Jesus. Um, and, and was worried about, you know, losing me and, and, and so those types of things, like it gets down to familial stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And do you tell that woman, well, you need to leave your husband if you're going to be, <laughs> it becomes like that. I can't even imagine with respect to what you guys do in nutrition coaching, finding new friends. I mean, it, but it is. That's like a perfect example of like, maybe you need to go talk to a therapist and like work yes. that out. Yeah, that's right. You know, like right. kind of going back to what Gwen was saying. You maybe know, your yeah. husband needs to go talk to a therapist. It's maybe maybe right. it's, it's, it's a couple's counseling, it's, it's, right? Insecurity issues going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, you're yeah. now more attractive and I regret but you for but it. Your, yeah. your friends will, your friend, when you make dramatic life changes in your health and fitness, you will make your family and friends feel uncomfortable yeah. about, not you, themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, a, that's actually, that's the deep insight there. Because right. change, change is hard for people because you're, yeah. you're, we all say we want it till we start seeing somebody do it. And then jealousy, it's just na human nature becomes yes. jealous because right. yeah. if they have something you want and that's hard, not yeah. without added work in to meet them. That's so with all change, I remember, honestly, I remember it's similar. My wife, I remember uh, she makes more money than I do. That was a thing that I had to admit. It took me six months to be like, I have a problem with this and I'm happy at the same time. Right. <laughs> you can be both, Jason. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're just not that evolved as humans. I yeah. Ego, yeah. That's that we are animals. That ego so respect. Fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of, one of my clients, her husband does all the cooking because she works and he doesn't. Yeah. And he makes high fat meals. And so I naively thought, Oh, let me just, you know, get some of their recipes. I'll show them how they can tweak it and make it a little, you know, just change it a little bit. Like we're modifying yeah. movement and CrossFit. Mm -hmm. He was offended. I was the bad guy. Like you, I am not changing my recipes because you want to lose weight. Like, how dare you? I cook for you every night. So that's, that's a real issue. And, it's not about the food. There's other stuff there, right? I mean, yeah. um, like I say, it goes that goes to couples counseling. Yes, <laughs> like yes. You guys need exactly. to work this out with a mediator. But it's also right. when you relate it to nutrition. Do you, when you think about this, do you? We all have small businesses that we're trying to prioritize all the time, and you're like, what are the different problems I want to prioritize and do really well? Nutrition has all these tentacles, which makes it really yeah. hard. And yeah. which is also why there's the quick fix or challenges are great feeder <laughs> programs, but then you need something that's sustainable. And there, there are options to your point, as you've kind of evolved your thinking on outsourcing, either have like you guys do, you have coaches who do precision nutrition, they get certified, which is a great program and they can yeah. be those long-term solutions. Or if you're not going to get into that business, finding a way to, to, to have someone else that can help them through that so you can focus on what you do well that's those are those tough choices you make as like a small business owner too is what business do you want to be in yeah how do you guys this is the so with i've got two coaches that are doing it now Corey and austin and i had a great conversation with Corey because he's really all in on it sweet leaning in and he's using his own personal experience he struggled with nutrition a lot of his life and and he was changed by the precision nutrition course and he's giving his clients recipes everything else and i asked him i said have you had any failures yet and he said yes he said it's and he's and he's, his face his whole face changed he was really because he's new to it and yeah. like he's taking yeah. it personal which is yeah. he's gonna be great at it then <laughs> and yeah. and cares. and I, my first thought is you know i know that this happens right with nutrition and man it's you know i when i lose members here especially members that have been here a long time it it's a little bit of a, it cuts me a little bit when I see people leave. Yeah. 
And I can't imagine with nutrition coaching. That's why I, I would I would probably not be a good nutrition coach because I would take it personally too if someone you know f- fell off and it's like I don't want to get hurt personally. How do, mm-hmm. how do you guys deal with that as coaches? And and and, and well, you know, tell me if you know you can. You're you know, how have you gotten over your biggest fail um, yeah. as a coach? Because yeah, that's, well, as a nutrition coach, that's got to be really, really hard. When you know the answer, you know it. I know what the answer is. I've got yeah. it. I've got the solution. <laughs> <laughs> yet you've, yet you can't make them. You can't make them drink the elixir. Right. Yeah. It that it's real. And initially, I did take it personally, and I would refer to it as, I lost another client. I lost yeah. a client today. I'm mean, I, I would be dejected. And I, I knew that I really had to work on it. And so it was more of a mindset shift for me. And now I call it a graduation. My business partner and I, that's what we say. Some A client graduated today. And I just reframed how I looked at it, just like I want my clients to reframe. And so my last session with every client, I like to go through a protocol where we talk about what was their, you know, quote unquote, chief complaint when they came to me. What, what was their goal? What did they work on and how did they make progress? And then what's the maintenance plan? So they're leaving with something tangible, uh, a treatment plan, so to speak. And we celebrate it. You know, I, I might, I used to, I, maybe I should bring this back, but I used to send them a little like certificate, like you graduated, um, you know, just to kind of celebrate, like, it's okay that you're leaving. Let's let's make sure we make the most of your last session and how can you keep going on your own? And so that's one way that I worked on it. I think the second is that, you know, just I, one guy that I worked with in corporate used to say, you can't save people from themselves, right? I can only tell them what I'm observing, give them the tools that I believe they need and I won't help everybody. I mean, that's just... A fact, and you know, I just had to work on not taking it personally and I knowing love, that. I love that statement. You cannot save people from themselves. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's huge. It's just like the concept of you can only walk the horse to the water. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My role is a little different. I'm not a coach. My right. clients are the coaches. But I think right. it's true with anything. Is I'm creating or designing the tools that the coaches are going to be used to deliver this thing that they didn't get into just because it's a moneymaker. They got into it because they genuinely care. And that's why they're going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think to choose to work in the health and fitness space and the preventative space, like that's what you're passionate about. That's, that's what you care about. So I feel a similar pressure in terms of just making sure like we have bugs and issues all the time. I'm sure you guys, I mean, you have a pretty sophisticated podcast studio. I'm sure it wasn't always humming as smooth as it was today. As you just seen it a couple of weeks ago. Had two weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, it's like anything, like you, you gotta be willing to get hurt to make progress and, and you gotta yeah. be willing to try. And I, I think like when you're newer at it, your, your skin isn't as thick and you develop a little thicker skin, but hopefully mm-hmm. don't lose the empathy. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, I think the the takeaway here for anybody that listens to this podcast, if you're thinking about nutrition coaching and you're worried about maybe the intent of the individual that is in it, I can tell you they're getting it just as Gwen and Jason will tell you they're getting into it because they want to help people. 
mm-hmm. they have a genuine sense. And I, I don't, I haven't seen, I haven't met any nutrition coach that probably didn't lead off with that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, because it's a very, very challenging thing to do as a career. Yep. You mm-hmm. have to, you're not just prescribing menu items. You're yeah. not just telling people eat this, don't eat that. You are working with them on a very personal level. Mm-hmm. And that can be um, very emotionally draining for the coach um, as well as the client themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the takeaway to get in a seek and seek that help as well. Um, the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about too, um, versus in-house versus, versus outsourcing is, uh, you know, I, that, I talked about a conversation I had with Carolyn Saputo and the conversation I had with her on the way back is how come you don't use our coaches? This was in the car and it was, you know, it was in particular thinking about you and Gwen, you'll know it was Jen Ismar, who's our coach. And I said, how come you don't do use Jen Ismar for your coach? And go to Patricia. She's right here. She's right here in the gym. And she said, because I don't want to run into my coach in the fucking grocery store. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I told that, and I, and I was like, huh. And I told that story to my wife. Um, and she, and she does the shopping and she says, 100% totally. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She gets a bag of Tostitos for a daughter. It's, you know, it would, you know, she's like, and she runs into someone from the, from the gym. I remember from the gym. She's just mortified. Well, let me explain why this Tostitos is <laughs> <laughs> off car. the shelf yeah. and let it in the basket. <laughs> right. yeah, Cheetos are delicious. Yes. <laughs> like, and and it could, which comes back to Gwen, like teaching people moderation and how to live with, you know, how to, how to lead a, a more balanced l- lifestyle and and work these things into your diet but that that was profound and and yeah. so what i'm going to tell you tell affiliate owners is th- this is it, like outsourcing will allow you to get more of your clients exposed to nutrition nutrition coaching and the other thing i thought about too is posting you know they're sending you know pictures of yourself in in your underwear right cuz coaches like to nutrition coaches like to see that they want to see the metaphysical changes that are going to going to occur they need to see what you look like mm-hmm. um, and then they need to see the the progress and the progress is really kind of cool and it's cool when it's physical um, sharing those with someone that you see every day in the gym might not be your right right mm-hmm. i'm not sure you know even i want anyone to see although i'll take my shirt off from time to time in a workout when <laughs> When, when I'm just sitting outside of yeah, when I'm yeah, <laughs> when I'm feeling particularly lean. <laughs> but like for that's a, that's a really uncomfortable for a lot of people. Sure. And, but sending it to off to someone that they're not going to run into, you know, at the gym or elsewhere, and they know that those pictures will be safe. That's an easier thing to do, and mm-hmm. that's part of the process. It comes back to preference and choice, right? So I think, like as an affiliate owner, what you want to do is. You want to be the conduit to unlocking progress for your members. Yes. If you have, I like that. If you have coaches on staff that those members connect with and they can work with that offer the services, go there, right. have, use yeah. them. Yep. If a member, for whatever reason, doesn't feel that those might be the best options, having another option or a way to work with them is just more options and more choice to be able to provide more value. Yeah. Right. Be generous with those coaches that are doing nutrition coaching too. I mean it. You give them, give them a, the bulk of the percentage of the revenue that's coming in because mm-hmm. they are, they are doing God's work. I think they're doing very hard work and it's very, like Gwen said, and Jason alluded to, too, with his clients, it's very emotionally draining work and those coaches deserve it. 
Yeah, and you'll see it in the LTV because you're they, yes. they, they they give you the credit for their progress. They're the ones yeah. wearing your gym t-shirt. Correct. Right? Or they're doing not, the workouts and showing workouts. up and being a part of the community and And look, if 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 I'm looking great and I'm out you are somewhere great. and and someone says, "Hey, what do you do?" I'm not going to say, "Well, I'm doing nutrition coaches and macros and you know, eating this and not eating that." <laughs> I'm going to first thing I'm going to say is I'm working <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to CrossFit. I do CrossFit. I do CrossFit. Yeah. I fell asleep as soon as you started explaining to me how you eat. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to have dinner no with one that person. It. No one wants it, right? <laughs> exactly. So was seed oil. And, and, oh yeah, I'm I, took, out. I took seed oils. Yeah, I'm putting everything in glass containers. <laughs> I got a whole house filter. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to CrossFit. Oh yeah, work out at Diablo. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's uh, it all comes back to the gym owner. It's like free advertising. You want your members to be fit and they'll be in the gym more Yeah, because they want to yeah. perform better. better Momentum's results, real, man. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's um, when we covered the bulk of the topics. We're at uh, our kind of like our 90 minute cutoff point. Anything else that you guys want to add, Jamie, any other questions you have? No, I don't. Yeah. I think that was really good. Yeah, I think that really way. covered a lot of stuff. Great stuff. Um, you guys, there. In uh, Jason's contact information isn't up there, but you can always reach out to probably uh, Stronger You at any time because he's promoting Stronger You. You can reach him on um, direct message on Instagram too. I think. Do you even do social media? I'm limited. I do it out of necessity because okay. I'm yeah. presenting. We talked about mental health. That, yeah, it's a rabbit hole, man. Yeah, I try to limit myself. <laughs> well, I, it's like. You are what you consume, yes. whether it's food, yes. whether it's content, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is a slippery slope. I'm doing my best to try and cut back on that, but it is, it is a slippery slope. Yeah. I'm trying to put it on the big, if we're going to watch something, I probably put it on the big screen. If it is like, I'll watch a YouTube video, but yeah. I'll, have, I'll do it not on my phone in my little like corner, dark corner in my bedroom where it just scrolls right <laughs> in the yeah. next one. Yeah. 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 And if you're, Smart. Uh, but if you are out there and you're seeking a, a nutrition coach, a one-on-one nutrition coach, I know Gwen personally, she, she, she trains very hard. She knows CrossFit very well. She's been doing it a long time. She's super nice. She looks great. And she's at, at beyond, at beyond the box nutrition, you can, you can, you can reach out to her and get to her. And if she can't take you because she's full of clients, she's got clients that she can refer you to. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having yeah, having yeah. me on. And oh, thank you even both for coming on. For yeah. sure. I know you a little more. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it. I want to make nutrition a once every few months conversation. So we'll reach out to you Perfect. guys again. It'd be, it'd be good to do. I, I want to stay in touch with There's all kinds of stuff. We didn't even get into like Wagovi and Ozempic. There's so and, much stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we, we could, we could go on for hours, but I got to pick up the kids from. Yeah. And I do. Th that'll be our next conversation. So <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, everything. We'll, get you, we'll get you guys back on. All right. Um, sounds good. Thank you so much. Conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. Cheers. Turn it off here. Boom. All right.